So one thing that having teenage daughters has done is is trying to keep me culturally relevant. (laughs) They teach me all sorts of things. And I hear about new singers and podcasts and people that they follow that I would otherwise really not have an interest in, probably wouldn't come in contact with because I'm just not in the same platform spaces. You get it. Well, one of the things that I've been introduced to among thousands is a man by the name of Trey Kennedy. If anyone's familiar, he's a comedian. He's kind of funny. He's clean. He's enjoyable. He has a podcast and it is called Correct Opinions. We were on a road trip and my daughter and I listened to I don't know how many episodes of Correct Opinions for a couple hours. And they were funny. Not the whole time she thought they were, but you know, different generations. (laughs) But the title makes me chuckle. Correct Opinions. Today, we are talking a little bit about opinions. I hope you find it as interesting as I do when I really sit and honestly think about, well, what is an opinion? Okay, so there are a lot of opinion quotes out there on the internet. I just typed in quotes about opinions. Just out of curiosity, what's going to come up? And you know all the memes and all the quotes. They pop up pretty quick, and a few of them stood out to me. Curious if you've heard any of them. What are your thoughts as you hear from them? Some of them are real snarky, like, hey, remember when I asked you for your opinion? Yeah, me neither, right? Like, we're not always real excited about people's opinions, But we, a lot of times, are pretty excited to give our own, or more than willing to give our own, I should say. So, a a couple quotes from the wonderful World Wide Web on opinions. Opinion is the medium between knowledge and ignorance. Plato. Leonardo da Vinci, the greatest deception men suffer is from their own opinions. Interesting. The fewer the facts, the stronger the opinion. Arnold Glassow. Opinions aren't facts. Stop worrying what people think about you. Ooh, easier said than done. Learn to be open-minded and respectful to people's opinions, even when you don't agree. All right, you know, that sounds good. We should probably do that. Thomas Jefferson. I never considered a difference of opinion in politics, in religion, in philosophy as a cause for withdrawing from a friend. I like that. Mature people never make difference of opinion a means to a conflict. 10% of conflict is due to difference in opinion, and 90% is due to delivery and tone of voice. Can I get an amen on that one? Reliant K. This is one of my daughter's bands that she likes that ironically is from my age group, but I guess I never listened to it. It says, opinions... Our immunity for being told you're wrong. Hmm. That one, every time I hear that song played, makes me go, huh. Opinions are immunity to being told you're wrong. Tim McGraw says, everyone should have their own opinion and be able to voice it, no matter what it is. Of course, that does not mean your opinion is always right, but you are certainly entitled to your opinion. Now, I want to kind of address that last phrase You are certainly entitled to your opinion. This is something that I've really mulled over, I would say, the last seven or eight years because I was raised with this idea of I'm entitled to my opinion. I can have my opinion. You can have yours. I can have mine. And I had an opinion. I still have lots of opinions that I shared in a way that did not go well. 
And you know what? It wasn't even solicited. Where's that quote? The Remember when I asked for your opinion? Yeah, me neither. I just offered it to somebody. And I put it out there with much gusto, we shall say, to find out that, oh, it indeed did not have all of the facts behind it. Hence the quote, the fewer the facts, the stronger the opinion. Yet I felt very entitled to be able to tell someone that what they were doing was wrong. Have you ever asked of yourself or in conversation with friends, like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? Should be one of these red flags when we think those questions like, okay, well, wait a second. Do I have any idea of what is actually happening and what is going on? Or do I just simply have an opinion from sitting far away and think, I know what they should be doing in this situation. It was it was eye-opening. I was getting ready to speak at a retreat, and I chucked my opinion at someone, and it did not go well. Let's just say spiritual warfare was very real, and God had a pretty big lesson for me that day. And I remember standing in the lobby talking to a friend, kind of sharing what just happened, and I was like, oh, but you know what? You know what God is teaching me right now, what he's telling me, is no, you are not actually entitled to your opinion, Erica. Your opinion is pride, and that's it. What you're entitled to is truth, nothing more. And I remember sharing that, and my friend was just looking at me. She's like, well, that is a good word. She's like, it really sounds like you're getting beat up. I'm like, I got beat up, not from the people. I mean, there was definitely conflict. (laughs) There should have been because I was totally in the wrong and out of place. Because we all think we have these opinions and our opinions entitled us to say anything we want or to think we know what's right. And like Reliant K sings, it's immunity from being told we're wrong. We're having a conversation with someone. We can say, well, no, you should do this, or you should do that, you should do this, or you should do that. And they can push back with all the things and be like, well, no, this, this. And you can be, well, it's just my opinion. You asked for my opinion. Did they, first of all? <laughs> or do we, just, do we just share it? Do we just share it? So over the years, I have thought a lot about opinions. I have caught myself numerous times, unfortunate all the times, from stopping giving my opinion because a lot of times it's really, if not almost all the times, it is rooted in my own understanding, which is going to come with, if I keep rolling it back, it's going to come from in the deepest place of my heart. It's going to come from a place of pride in a place of arrogance, in a place of, well, I think I know what you should do, or you should do this or try this because I wouldn't think that if I didn't believe it, if I didn't think it was right. So, I mean, we can be deceived by our own opinions, thinking that it is truth and it is wisdom to share, but but really it might just be our own initial reaction to hearing parts of a story and maybe not all of it. And then come out opinions. And you know what? The quote said, "Only conflict is only 10% caused by difference of opinions, 90% caused by how they're delivered. I don't think that was a scientific survey. I don't think that was a sociology research project. I think it was probably just thrown out there. And I think we could probably all be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Because you can share a difference of opinions in a very calm, real way. And it can go well. It can go well. But how well is it going these days? What do you guys think? Better than it used to? About the same or a little bit more heightened? 
in college, I signed up for a class, second semester, freshman year, that I thought was a vocabulary class. It was called The Power of Words. Well, there, there was a class called The Power of Words, a vocabulary class, because I was thinking, I need a better vocabulary. I should take that class. Well, the one under it happened to also be The Power of Words, and I signed up for that one by mistake, and I didn't realize it until I got to class. I'm like, this does not sound like a vocabulary class. It was a linguistics class, and it was talking about the English language, language in general, the spoken word, what it actually means, and how much power do words actually have. It was amazing. It was probably my favorite class. I loved that professor. I took every class following that for elective credit just to keep learning, contemplated changing my major, but realized you can't really get a job with that major. So it's kind of like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this information? And one of the big things that I took away from that class, which I saw come to fruition, probably 15 years later at a women's retreat, getting ready to speak, sharing my opinion that was wrong that no one asked for, like where I actually learned that lesson in my life, was this class talking about how we all have this need to feel significant, to feel valued, that we have input, that we have importance. And most of the time that comes out in sharing of information and discussion. So they did all of these studies of people in dialogue and in discussion with friends, with strangers, and a topic being brought up that maybe they don't know a whole lot about. And how much of the time do people contribute into that discussion when they don't know anything about what's being said? Almost all the time (laughs) was the answer. Because for people standing there, that is how we feel valued. If we can contribute to the discussion that they would just start saying things. They would just add to the conversation. Sometimes it really didn't even seem to fit with the conversation and the topic at hand. Other times it was things that were probably just wrong. Like, well, that's incorrect information, but they needed so badly to say something. Or third, it's going to be an opinion. Just like, well, I don't know how, where you guys are getting all of this from, but my opinion on it would be, right? Like able to formulate an opinion that quickly in a conversation where There wasn't any other prior knowledge. And it's this place inside of us looking and longing to be of importance, significance, and value. And it can come out in our discussion and in our words. And ultimately, I would challenge us that our opinions are really our pride in disguise. I might put that on a t-shirt. Think about it. It is our pride in disguise. We think we have information. We think we know something right, or we just simply think the way that we process information is a good one. And it's so good that I'm going to share it with you in the world, says the lady with a microphone. I, I get it. I get the irony. What we are entitled to and what God has really poured into me and challenged me with constantly is we're not entitled to just hang on to this opinion that is most likely rooted in our own pride and trying to elevate ourselves in what people think of us or in our status or how well we do, but we are entitled to the truth. If you Google, Google scripture on pride, you're going to get a very lengthy list. If you search for scriptures on opinions, it's going to be a bit shorter. I would contend and maybe argue that they could be used interchangeably. Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion. I think we see that. 
I think we see that loud and clear. I think we see that in our culture right now is that we may not really be trying to understand each other in discussion. There have been plenty of emotionally, politically, spiritually charged topics that have come up since 2020. I mean, let's just say in the last two years, which has been very eye-opening to many of us because it's been so challenging and so opinionated and there's been so much fear and there's been so much pride and there's been just so much chaos, struggles that seem like struggle after struggle after struggle after big issue after big issue after big issue. Like where is the peace and the calm? Is it coming? Will it ever be back? And in the midst of all of that, I think it's been very easy for us to see that we're not really always looking for understanding from people, but that we're expressing our opinions. I'm pretty sure that is primarily the purpose of social media is in expressing opinions. There are some conversations that I have been very impressed by on social media, a very respectful back and forth discourse that I actually do think understanding was brought. Maybe not a consensus or an agreement, but they understand each other. It does happen. It can be used for good. It's very easy to dismiss it and be like, oh, you shouldn't post those things because everyone's going to look at them and think this and this and this. And then you read through the comments and you're like, huh, yeah, I didn't really like that post either, but it really made for a good dialogue. I think that's few and far between. I am hoping we get better at that if we continue into the world of social media. But I've also realized that that understanding, that learning, that real dialogue, it takes place in person. I know many people, me being one of them, that is kind of getting sick of text. Remember when it was such a huge convenience and it was brand new? I had babies. I was like, this is the best. Someone can text me and I don't have to go sprinting to the phone when I'm in the middle of a diaper change and I'll get back to them when I can. (laughs) That is not how texts are looked at now. Let me tell you, it's like, why didn't you answer that text immediately, right? I do the same thing. But now I feel so many of us reverting back to like, okay, if we need an answer, If it's going to be hard, let's just pick up the phone and call. It's like we're going back. The pendulum always swings to the far opposite. So my encouragement and my challenge are all wrapped up into one this week here. Let's be real, right? This is about being honest with ourselves. How do you view opinions? Have you actually ever stopped to think about it? Because I haven't always stopped to really think about it. I always just felt like, right, we're entitled to our opinions. It's a part of life. Never really stepped back and evaluated my own opinions, and where are they coming from? What part of my heart are they truly communicating? In Romans 12, 3, Paul writes, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Do we give opinion out of sober sober judgment of ourselves? <laughs> I don't think when we're giving opinions, we're necessarily consciously thinking of ourselves higher than we should be. But I think if we step back and evaluate our opinions versus maybe our belief and the truth that we stand on, and for us as children of God, the truth that we have is the truth of Scripture, the words of God himself. That's what we have. So for me, it's kind of like, is this a moral issue? Is this something that Scripture speaks clearly into? If so, then share. And don't share your opinion. Share what you believe to be the truth from God's word. If this is a matter of opinion, uh, maybe be a little quicker to listen and slow to speak. 
and slow to get angry. Which, by the way, by the way, I heard Jackie Hill Perry talking about that this week. She was talking about how she was irritated about a bunch of things, and then she said, "Yeah," and then God hit me in the head and told me, "Well, that's called being easily angered." I was like, "Oh shoot, no, I don't want to hear that." <laughs> if irritated is easily angered, well, hmm. <laughs> we might all have a bit of a easily angered problem. Anyway, how do you do with opinions? When you share, why do you share? Are they rooted in truth and are they your belief? Because then they're really not opinions anymore. You can share what you believe to be true. If it's just an opinion on how you think things should go, well, maybe one, we could just wait to be asked for our opinion instead of sharing it. I don't know. That's for each of us to evaluate our own hearts and in those situations, but really just an idea to think about opinions. Are they indeed an immunity to being told we're wrong? Do we employ them that way? Do we feel entitled to our opinions or are we entitled to truth? This isn't an annoying one to think about because you realize, hmm, I do it all the time because this is the world. This is how we live. This is pretty much how we're taught to talk and to think is, well, what do you think? Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. I think a better question would start to be asking, well, wait, so what's right here? What is true? Not so much about what everybody thinks because we live in a world where we are all worried about what everybody thinks. So let's go forth this week praying over only being worried about what is true because that's what we have to stand on. If we try to stand on everybody else's opinions and thoughts, including our own, it is going to be a wild and crazy ride.